It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Cara Mangini was one of the first vegetable butchers at Italy in New York City. And she's the author of the Vegetable Butcher column for thekitchen.com, an executive chef and owner of Little Eater, named for a loose translation of her Italian surname. It's a vegetable-inspired restaurant, produce stand, and artisanal food boutique in Columbus, Ohio's historic North Market. Kara has a culinary arts degree from the Natural Gourmet Institute in New York City and has worked with acclaimed chefs from, from New York to Napa Valley. Her work is dedicated to putting vegetables at the center of the American plate. And she's joining me today to talk about her book, The Vegetable Butcher. Welcome, Kara. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, I love, first of all, I love the title, The Vegetable Butcher. That's just so awesome. And what is a vegetable butcher and how did you become one? Well, ultimately, it's a trusted professional, someone who breaks down vegetables with knife lessons, insider tips, and approachable preparations, and, you know, ultimately, uh, someone we can turn to who can provide some inspiration and encouragement when it comes to vegetables. Now, do you have butchers in your family, traditional butchers? I do. So my great-grandfather was a meat butcher. My grandfather was a fish and poultry butcher, um, and they both were a part of grocery stores and um, uh, produce markets. So I come from a line of butchers, and I feel like it's in my blood, but I didn't really realize uh, that was the case until I really started to travel and cook and, um, you know, recognize that this was a craft that was uh, a part of my uh, heritage. Yeah, I think that is so great. You're sort of putting that fresh modern spin on it and yet carrying on the butchery tradition of your family. I think that's wonderful. Well, of course, you know, if you were talking to somebody about classic butchery, it would be a little bit different tools that we might need. But what kind of tools do we need to be vegetable butchers at home? Well, it's really important to have a great knife. So I recommend an 8-inch chef's knife. And the important thing is just to make sure it's really comfortable in your hand. So most uh, kitchen stores will allow you to go in and really handle the knife and even test out cutting some vegetables in store. So I recommend just holding it and ensuring that it just feels good in your hand. Um, but an 8-inch knife is is what I recommend. And then also a really sturdy board. So I like a wood board. Um, it, there's a little bit of upkeep in terms of cleaning it, but um, it's going to be sort of allow you to, to cut vegetables with ease and be a nice, firm, sturdy space. And you want it to be a good size. Cramped boards um, will uh, are not ideal. And sometimes when you don't have a lot of space to work, that's when you end up cutting yourself um, or, you know, just sort of getting frustrated with um, with the workspace. So you want a good knife and a good sturdy board. That's very good advice. And, you know, the funny thing is when people look at a vegetable, often I think they are quite perplexed about how to cut it. And, you know, for example, let's talk about an onion. An onion is a classic thing that someone without any training or any chance to learn They cut them crazily. So talk to us about breaking down an onion, and I'd like your take on taking a round food and making it not so. 
Yeah, well, an onion is definitely, you know, it's it's one that if you just start sort of hacking into it, you're going to really struggle, and it's going to take you quite a long time to break down. And so, you know, every vegetable really does have a specific way you might want to approach it. Um, an onion is one, and you can approach fennel in the same way. But basically, you want to cut it in half through the root, and then you can cut either half moon shapes um, by going across the onion, um, or to dice the onion, ultimately, you want to cut it in layers um, by uh, placing your knife sort of parallel to your board, um, cut it in layers, and then, um, and then you cut some additional cross cuts, and then you cross you cut across it again, um, and uh, and then you get a dice. So in the book, we have step-by-step guides, which are really wonderful. And the onion is one that can be complicated, um, but once you sort of see a step-by-step, it's pretty easy to break down, and it'll really change your life. Um, oh, it'll really change your life. In fact, I would agree with you that just some basic knife skills will really change your whole willingness and approach to cooking. I mean, it it really can kind of change your life. Or let's talk about like a carrot. A carrot can be a bit of an approach, especially if you're trying to get a uniform cut. How do you talk to people about a carrot? Yeah, so there, there are a bunch of different ways you can approach it. I think the easiest place to start with a carrot is to cut it in half sort of where the wider part meets the more narrow end of the carrot. And if you cut it, if you cut it in half there across the carrot um, and then cut the, the sort of the thicker upper part of the carrot into uh, lengthwise into quarters and then cut the bottom of it in, in half. Now, a wider carrot you might want to cut um, the top part of the carrot into more pieces and, and the bottom piece into more as well. But essentially, you want to just cut lengths that are of even size, um, and then you have sticks. And then from there, you would cut across the carrot, across those sticks to get a dice. Uh, and you'll get a pretty uniform dice that way, and I think that's the easiest place to start, um, is just looking for those you know uniform cuts. Um, of course, there are other other ways you can do that as well. You can cut a carrot on a bias and cut all the way through and get nice uh, uh, oblong coins. You could cut just straight across the, the carrot and get nice straight coins. Um, but each vegetable really does require a certain approach. And ultimately, you know, having these skills will allow you to sort of take some of that anxiety that comes with preparing vegetables um, out of the kitchen and I think get you ultimately cooking with vegetables more often once you have these skills down. Yeah, I agree. And, and learning how to cook and or cut uniformly really makes your dishes look better. If you're just joining us, we are speaking with Cara Mangini. She is the author of The Vegetable Butcher. And we, there are all kinds of images in the book that can show you just what Cara's been describing. You can also go to her website, which is, is it littleeater.com? It's not, where to it go? It what? is. LittleEater.com. And you've got a newsletter, which I know I got the other day, which is also filled with lots of great information. Well, I know that, you know, for example, kale is the vegetable darling these days, followed closely by Brussels and cauliflower. What are some under-the-radar veggies you'd like to see us all cooking with this summer? Kohlrabi is one that I love that I know I talk to a lot of farmers and, you know, they put them into a CSA box 
or they bring it to the farmer's market and, and it doesn't sell very well because people don't really know what to do with it. Kohlrabi is a wonderful uh, vegetable that you get this wonderful cabbage meets broccoli kind of flavor. And you can use the leaves as well, which is wonderful. So you get two vegetables in one. Um, you can eat kohlrabi raw, so you can cut it thinly into strips and put it into uh, a slaw. You can dice it and roast it. It becomes really sweet. You can throw it into a stir fry, and you can use the greens, um, steam them or saute them just like you would kale. So I love, 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 love kohlrabi. Um, Eggplant is one that I love uh, for the summer and a lot of people sort of struggle with. I think it's one that we see out in restaurants as eggplant parmesan, and then that seems like sort of a heavy dish for the summertime. It also can have a bitter flavor when it ages, which I think turns a lot of people off and gives eggplant a bad reputation. But eggplant, actually, when it's cooked, has a wonderful sweet and nutty flavor. Um, so if you buy it when it's at the height of the season this summer, buy it from a source you know it's really fresh, you're going to solve the bitterness problem. Ultimately, you're going to have really nice, uh, sweet and nutty vegetable. And that's one that I love. And there's some really simple preparations um, that will get you cooking eggplant. And if you're not somebody who loves eggplant, I think get you really... Yeah, give it a try. I love it in ratatouille in the summertime so much. Love that. Well, you know, you mentioned with kohlrabi having the leaves and the bulb that's going to give you two vegetables in one. I love your tip about broccoli, and and people have heard it before, but I think they forget it. When they chop off the stalks, you're saying, no, 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 you paid for those. What should we do with them? Totally. So with broccoli, that stalk often just gets thrown into the trash bin, but it's a great part of the vegetable and you just want to peel it deeply until you get to the lighter green flesh and you can just cut it up and cook it with your broccoli florets and it's delicious and wonderful and really doubles the the amount of broccoli that you get from a um from a bunch um you know and then there are other things beet greens um like i said kohlrabi um you know that you can even carrot tops you can turn into a pesto uh, and then also, you know, there's a second life for a lot of vegetables. Sometimes when greens become wilted or something like a beet becomes, uh, starts to wrinkle, there are ways you can bring vegetables to life again and sort of prepare them in a different way that might, uh, you know, that will allow you to, to um, cook it before you waste it. Well, and your book, oh my gosh, has so many different ways to cook them. It's very inspiring. And as we all are trying to get more vegetables in our diet, this book is the one for you. Well, you know, one of the things that I like to talk about in cooking classes is don't have too many gadgets. You know, too many gadgets just become a waste of time. And I love your tip for removing the smell of garlic from your fingertips. Share that with everybody. Well, you can, um, there are a couple of different ways, but if you just, uh, rub your, uh, your fingers on the, on the side of the, um, your knife, um, that against the stainless steel, uh, that's a, that's a great way to, um, uh, to remove that, that, that smell uh, because aroma. otherwise uh, there are people buying a little stainless steel brick to, to rub their fingers on and it's like people you've got a faucet you've got a knife you've got some cookware you know you don't need this in your drawer i love that idea of just you know use what you got Kara Mangini, thank you so much for sharing insights from the vegetable butcher 
Thank you, and thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. For more, visit Amy's blog with Q102 online at WKRQ.com. Kristen here, reminding you not to do things. What I mean is, with same-day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit shipped.com. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com.